0: We are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. Through mindfulness practices focusing on anti-racism, we increase our emotional resilience, recognize our biases, and make real our common humanity. Join Project Sanctus every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern for Walk in Each Other Home, a weekly guided meditation and embodied mindfulness practice on Zoom and Facebook. Let's walk together on the path of justice and racial healing with humility, kindness, and love. Learn more at ProjectSanctus.com. Exploring the healing and culture-building practices of embodied anti-racism, this is With Love and Justice for All, with Rev. Ogan Holder and Rev. Kelly Isola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of With Love and Justice for All. I'm Rev. Ogan Holder, here with Rev. Kelly Isola. Um, we are having conversations generally around embodied anti-racism, dismantling oppression, fostering liberation, and we address these special challenges that affect um, and impact spiritual communities and spiritual seekers. Today's Friday, September 23rd. It's our it's our news day. Uh, we are both news junkies, for better or for worse, Um and- We cover some headlines. Today's episode is called podcast justice and other headlines will make sense when we get into it. Uh, If you'd like to join the conversation or let us know about things you'd like us to discuss, you can always jump on Facebook, Instagram, or handle is get our holy on at get our holy on. Um, You can leave a voicemail at 413 get holy. That's 413 438 4659 a um, couple of a uh, couple of announcements real quick um our non-fiction book club 846 book club is starting up again we're doing do the work um it is a jam-packed fun 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 we air quote fun, it's not right. much fun. engaging right. engaging jam-packed. i was just thinking yep engaging
1: <laughs> engaging
0: there you go uh book around um, how we dismantle oppression and racism uh, by the comedian uh, w Kamau bell and kate schultz um it is very interactive lots of things you can actually do which is why it's called do the work that starts uh september 27th um it runs tuesdays um 7 to 9 p.m eastern we're gonna wrap up november 11th uh please note if you're signed up for this the second week we do a quick uh, uh calendar change and we do monday night instead of tuesday night because once again we did not consult our personal assistant when we were scheduling <laughs> these things realized that we had something scheduled for that second tuesday um we both think the other person's the personal assistant this is why things slip all the time so uh check that yeah, out Yeah, but i'm
1: not hiring a new one
0: <laughs> there you go <laughs> um and our fiction reading club uh meets september sorry october october 27th um it's our final fiction book of the year how the one-armed sister sweeps your house is by an author from barbados that's where i'm from so you know barbados represent you can find out more information about either of our book clubs or either either component either section either part either what are we trying to say because one book club but two aspects you can find Fiction out more. than and nonfiction. There you, go. you can find out more about the 846 Book Club at ProjectSancus.com. Please remember to buy your books from blissbooksandwine.com. They are our Black bookstore or Black owned bookstore partners. Use the code 846BOOK for 10% code. Um, some other um, activities or opportunities coming up. We will be presenting at the Unity Eastern Region Conference from October 3rd through 6th. Uh, We're doing a workshop, and then we're also doing our own workshop called Intersectionality, Why a New Prism is Needed. This is a three-parter. It'll be October 20th, 20th, 21st, and 22nd, 10 to 1 a.m. Eastern time, each of those days. And you want to jump in go
1: sorry i had muted sorry i had me right you said 10 to 1 a.m
0: and i said oh, p.m 10 a.m yeah 10 a.m to 1 p.m <laughs> it's still daylight technically
1: i <laughs> this
0: is this is why we shouldn't do our own announcements <laughs> we should know that from being in church right the ministers the yeah really but they mind. have to be done uh, exactly, exactly. Um, but all the information is online uh, as well on Project Sanctus. Um, intersectionality is a really important component. So, if you happen to be attending a spiritual community, whether you're a congregant, a minister, a lay leader, whatever, um, when we speak about how we c- truly create welcoming spaces, um, intersectionality has to be taken into account. So, this is a good learning. But This is a workshop for everyone because it affects us all. And we have different pricing structures uh, to meet your needs. And as always, if we are ever offering something that is beyond your financial reach, please reach out to us. We'll work something out um, and make sure you're there. I'm a fond of bartering. What do you have that you can offer me?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Trust me. What do you have that I want?
0: Exactly, I'll take a lot of stuff. Um, so, anyways, uh, those are the announcements. That's how to get to us. Um, let's jump into uh, some some headlines from the week that you may or may not have missed that sort of are related to the work that we do. Um, and we can talk a little bit about criminal justice. And first up, uh, I don't know if you listened to this podcast back in the day. Back in the day, when podcasts uh, were were beginning to hit their uh, hey, heyday, or beginning to get some legs under him. Um, this is the OG, probably the first to gain notoriety, uh, true crime podcast serial. And it told the story of um, um oh my god, Adnan Syed. There you go, I got yes, that done. yeah, he was accused of, um, he was accused, found guilty, and in prison for um, murdering his 18 year old ex girlfriend. The podcast explored the case and realized that there were a lot of things that were basically missing from his case, or that weren't presented. Witnesses that weren't interviewed, all that lot sort of stuff, and it sort of called to question the case. and And people reopened the case and took a look at it. Well, uh, this past uh, what was it? This past week, this past um, um, Friday. I have the date up here. Where did it go? Notes, notes, notes. Uh, last week he was, he was released from jail at 41 years old. Wow. Um, and he was serving at 23 years to life. Uh, he'd served 23 years of a life sentence. Uh, so he was in there for a while. Um, he was 41 years old. He was released uh, from prison. And one of the things that I'm reporting here from, from Vox, uh, They said the decision comes as part of a new investigation spearheaded by the state as part of ongoing citywide and statewide efforts to create significant criminal justice reform, which was itself highlighted in in the podcast. Um. Yeah. An investigation revealed, like I said, serious errors in his court case, including uh, Brady violations, which sort of meant that, that the prosecution refused to turn over potentially exculpatory evidence to the defense prior to the ch- prior to the trial, and um, because of this, um, they they this was just one of the few things that went into releasing him, and and then the the state has got um, thirty days to decide if they want to re. Uh, prosecute him again but but it's not so much the podcasts that freed him as it is um i mean yes they played a significant part in terms of bringing this stuff to the cultural zeitgeist but uh but really this was a long journey of um reform of the criminal justice uh system that again always um disproportionately affected black and brown people we should note that um um, Adnan is, is Muslim, um, and he's a brown-skinned uh, person, um, but starting in 2015, the Baltimore's Prosecutor's Office um, worked with the Maryland Restorative Justice Initiative, um, secured a release of four inmates, and then this led to the overturning of the state statute that the governor... Had the had the right just on his own to deny parole. So so no matter what you went through, if the governor decided that you didn't deserve parole for whatever reasons, can't imagine uh, you didn't you didn't get. So so that was removed. Then in December two thousand twenty, there was a new sentencing review unit. Any inmate over the age of sixty, or any inmate sentenced for crime committed as a juvenile who'd served twenty five years or more was eligible to apply for relief through this um, sentencing review unit. So uh, some other folks did get some reprieve as a result of this and some other task force were created. So, so criminal justice reform works to get people who don't deserve to be in prison out of, out of prison. So, um, and as a result of Serial, for better or for worse, we have a dearth of true crime podcasts now. Uh, yes. that, 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 that observe these things and they haven't been the only one to get success. Uh, in 2019, there was one called in the dark and it helped, uh, free inmate Curtis flowers from death row. Um, so, uh, so good, good, good for the system actually beginning to do what it's supposed to do. Uh, right. and good.
1: well, and, and, in, and, in Syed's case the the um the new evidence that came forward was brought by the prosecution
0: yes yeah
1: which is even more stunning
0: yeah they realized they had mishandled some shit so yeah um so good for them
1: and i I think the um yes uh was disbarred that that someone um that one of the lawyers originally uh because they his defense counsel failed, just failed miserably. Yes. Was actually disbarred.
0: Yes, yes. So, um, so good, good for Sayed for um, obtaining his freedom, which again, and he maintained his innocence this entire time. I know, um, as 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 well. So, um, hey, look at that. He might have been honest <laughs> about, the, yeah. about the. Can about- you
1: believe it? A, a Muslim black man is being honest. Oh, shocker!
0: Shocker! Shocker! Shocker!
1: Um, I don't know. I I honestly, when I see these cases like last year, the the gentleman here in Kansas City, you know, spending decades in prison and finally getting out. I don't I don't I honestly don't know if I could do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, it's why a lot of plea deals get cut. Uh, Yeah. People just understandably don't want to serve a lot of jail time and they're. More than willing to plead guilty for a crime they did not commit to get a reduced time in jail um, to, to to roll those dice. So um, yeah, it's understandable. And and uh, law enforcement had a history, might still have a history of forcing um, suspected uh, defendants to to take plea deals to yeah because then it comes as convictions. Um, speaking of speaking of policing and reform, um, the House Democrats just passed a package of bills um, yeah. around this, and they are, mm, shall we say, I think, good intentioned, <laughs> but we
1: well, and we know what the road to hell is paved with.
0: Yes, exact, ex- ex- exactly. So, uh, milk so, toast, no one with a backbone. Uh, so, so it's a it's a um so let's talk uh, about uh, these bills a little bit um this one is the one that's a little sketchy the first one is called the invest to protect act and this legislation would enable the justice department to award 250 million dollars in federal grants to police departments with 125 officers or fewer over the next five years so yes, we're given more money to the police. We're not defunding, we are extra funding, but some of them, the, the small departments is what it well, is. Well, and like.
1: it's a you know, like you said, the intention I I think where it's been dialed back is yeah, we're gonna give you more money, but I don't think that anyone is, you know, putting the the um you know the, the catch on it like yes we're going to give you more money and here's how you need to use it like when you get a grant from somewhere you right. know, like if i for for business if i you know for a nonprofit or something when i apply for a grant there's specifications on generally so they are and how they, the money can be used
0: there are a few concessions here um i have these again the funds are for smaller police departments um, the money is to be used for de-escalation training, data collection of police departments. Um, so there, there are few things in there that sort of begins to curtail. Like we're not going to use all this money to go buy, you know, um, armored vehicles and
1: right. No, I know for,
0: for our police. So, so there is, and part of this, part of this is. Um, we got elections coming up and Republicans have been using the Democrats want to defund police right. as a rallying cry. And I think this was a sort of like a little like, Hey, look, we're not defunding the police. We're actually giving some of them more money. Right. Um, so I don't know. I still got feelings about that. Um, other parts. Uh, another bill included in this was the <clears throat> break the cycle of violence act. It requires the department of health and Human services to ward. Five billion in federal grants for community-based violence intervention programs over the next eight years. There's the Victim Act, sponsored by Val Den- Demons, Love her. Um, set up a new Department of Justice-run grant program that provides funding for detectives to investigate homicides and violent crimes, as well as resources for personnel to support victims in these cases. Uh, this is because there's a lot of unsolved crimes um and so now there's a little more funding to investigate those um so I guess a little more money going the police way again um but it's run by the Department of Justice who currently you know under the right leadership can do a good job (laughs) all depends on who's in charge um and then there's the Mental Health Justice Act sponsored by uh Katie Porter out of California and love her as well um, it would establish, again, a Department of Justice-run grant program dedicated to providing funding for hiring and training of mental health first responder units that would address uh, crises in lieu of police. You know, a lot of, of unfortunate police shootings go the wrong way because uh, an individual who's having a mental health crisis, they call 911, police are untrained, showed up, and misinterpret. Yeah misinterpret someone who appears to be violent as someone with a who's going through a mental health crisis might might appear um and the police feeling especially if it's a person of color feeling they're at risk will pull out guns and fire bullets they shoot first ask questions later so so this will and and there are a couple of uh, um i think towns and and municipalities who already do this. So like it is a 911 call, if it's a mental health issue, especially uh, someone will show up with the police who's trained um, to address to address that. So it's not a, yeah, shoot first and ask questions later. So So yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a middle groundish, I guess, sort of uh, bills uh, compromising. Um, and sometimes I guess that's the way it gotta go. Yeah, um, I, and I and remember. even
1: the um you know the seeing the um you know how the votes you know how the numbers for passing the bill mm-hmm. so like that first one invest to protect the bill passed three sixty to sixty four the other ones were much closer. Yeah, <laughs> and so I you know like the break the cycle of violence act two hundred and twenty to two oh seven, that to me is not yes, it passed. So I, I don't want to, yes, it passes. And because the vote is so close, it just, I have to pause and wonder, uh, you know, is this going to continue to be, yes, it passes, and how much of putting it into action is going to be more boulders uphill, because there's not clearly
0: support. Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, and the Senate still got to take it up. So I mean, yeah, We'll see what happens, but you gotta start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. Um, speaking speaking of uh, um, more more bad news out of Mississippi, uh, uh, as if they didn't have to deal with the water crisis that's still ongoing, by the way, because it's out of headlines. Does that yep. mean that um, their situation Well, is the, que-
1: the, queen <laughs> the queen
0: so- died. The queen died.
1: The queen died, so everything else, Puerto oh, yeah. Rico, Mississippi, everything else, kind of. Yeah.
0: What? What? Was oh, that. you
1: mean there's something else going on?
0: There was, there was, there was that. Um, so uh, there's been a welfare scandal in uh, Mississippi. Apparently, millions that were earmarked for the nation's poorest went to projects that benefited the already rich, including a volleyball Ugh. stadium at. Uh, southern mississippi which is university of southern mississippi the alma mater of football uh legend brett Favre, his daughter attends there now and they wanted to build a volleyball stadium and also um apparently he got paid for appearances and speeches he did not make and uh, to be clear, this didn't begin and end with him. There, there's a bunch of other scenarios um, where both employees of the state and other um, um, celebrities were paid from the from the state. were were paid. Uh, there were kickbacks. There were other perks, um, uh, first class travel, um, other um, other things like that. Um, and some of these folks did not actually perform the services they were contracted for
1: yeah
0: um but what's what's really insidious is uh brett Favre. um some texts came out always almost with the text folks if you're gonna do crimes (laughs) if you're gonna do crimes you gotta go old school in person with (laughs) handshakes (laughs) okay (laughs) If, if there's a paper trail even if it's an electronic paper trail it will be found out Uh, So is this
1: uh, wait? So is this speaking from experience, or a crime show you watched, or just taking a wild guess? Or
0: (laughs) Um, I I refuse to incriminate myself on the (laughs) advice of my lawyer. Uh, Brett Brett texted uh, to one of the uh, officials, um, Mississippi officials who handled the money. If you were to pay me, this is back in 2017. If you were to pay me, and this is about around about 1.1 million. Uh, that would have been funneled towards the stadium. If you were to pay me, is there any way the media could find out where it came from and how much? So this is what I love. I love that it's like I'm not worried about the ill potential illegalities of this or the police coming to find me. I'm worried about the media finding out and how I'm gonna look if yeah. this is if this if this comes out. And I mean, this is a guy who made hundreds of millions well let me get the exact yeah, 140 figure. million 140 million in his career 140 yep. million dollars in his career and dude is taken or refunneling money from the welfare system and by the way probably one of the poorest if not the poorest state I believe it is the poorest state in the nation yeah and of yep. course if you know it's a welfare uh, recipient again, most likely, pretty certain, people of color. So it's like, come on, guys. Ugh.
1: Well, supposedly he paid back the $1.1 million, um, but still owes 228000 in interest. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I, I don't understand how you even, like, what, 140000000 million wasn't enough?
0: Um, there's that. Um, there is, so uh, there were some... F- I think the total it's looking at like that was funneled out of the system is um, 4 million Um, and going to projects around the state again and paying celebrities for appearances that they did not make. Um, So I guess good that they're finding this and beginning to clean it up and expose it, but good God, man. Jeez.
1: Well, the other thing about Mississippi is that um, they, um, the, you know, it's very Republican, so Republican governors and legislatures, mm. and they're just opposed to government programs that are designed to help um, yes. people that are resource poor. Um, so
0: yeah, let's Mississippi funnel it is else. Uh, one of 12 states that has refused to expand Medicaid and has regularly turned down federal money meant to improve medical treatment, housing and child care among other issues. At the end of 2020, Mississippi had 47 million in unspent funds in this in this program um it's called the 10th program which stands for i just had it up here i should maybe pull these notes out earlier Uh, but it's part of the it's part of the um the temporary assistance for needy families uh 10th so 47 million sitting there and yeah again uh i remember when the affordable care act passed and became law and the federal government was like we're gonna give y'all the money. We you don't have to do anything. We will just give you the money right. to to provide to expand Medicaid. It will cost your state nothing. But basically, you know, a lot of a lot of these Republican-led and especially southern states were like, uh, no, this was uh, this comes from a program that was created by a black president, so we're not going to do it. Um, and again, when um from the book some of us what is her name you know her name
1: heather mcgee
0: heather mcgee when she talks about this and the solidarity solidarity dividend i can tell you that um many low-income folk of all colors of all ethnicities were adversely right. affected by this and yes. it still blows my mind how they reelect really these people year after year after year
1: yeah and i i yeah it Ugh, I can't even make a sentence it's it's mind boggling to me. I don't so the so what you just let the money sit there you could take forty seven million dollars pretty much and you know support people with having you know better health care and education and childcare
0: and housing or clean up your fucking water um but that would mean and- the Democrats are right about something. we can't have that we can't we can't have that, yeah. And oh my goodness
1: i guess it's the the um what continues to just sort of eat away at me is the just the inhumanity that exactly. in going needing to be right and i'm and i'm not picking on either side here because th- there's enough oh, both, of the yeah, b- needing to be right to go around
0: both sides have been guilty of this um, um yes
1: yeah and the like we were just talking about the democrats you know in terms of um, you know, backing off some of the, um, you know, compromising on some of the the policing. And yes, these these you know four acts were passed, and it's still, um, I don't know. I I, I it takes me back to the question: is is you know, well, it's something which is better than nothing.
0: Baby and steps. Is it?
1: I know. Baby steps, because I think
0: I think, think, you know, even if it's a small positive measure, I think if people begin to see the benefits of just that, they'd be like, oh, can we have some more, please? Please, uh, can we have some more? more. Yes. Um, And so so when you think about how you vote, especially in the upcoming midterms, remember that your vote isn't just for party. It's about compassion. Right. Yeah. Are you gonna, are you going to elect a representative or a party that um, is more willing to be compassionate for those who need it? Um, so, you know, we, we tend to, we tend to disconnect a lot of people tend to disconnect this civic duty from this is, this is a spiritual practice. Being compassionate is a spiritual practice. And um and vote in in order to create more compassionate programs and for for individuals who need help. That's that's part of your practice as well. So if that if that helps connect it for some folks, um, please, please use that. (laughs) You said and 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 run with that. Um, um, what I, else we got? I, Let's talk about Puerto Rico. Well, I
1: wanted to. Well, yeah, oh, but sorry. I wanted to okay. say just one thing about the voting. Yeah, I'm. I'm just letting you. You're in charge today. Um,
0: <gasps> oh, shoot! But, I didn't know it would have gone a whole lot differently.
1: <laughs> I don't know how much because <laughs> um, I'm I'm just sitting here listening, like nodding my head. Yep. 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 Uh, but uh, but coming back to the voting, I was uh, reading uh, something last night that just wanted to remind people that the voting is it's current. It's not like, please don't think about it as it's something to come because right now there are, if you're not registered, you need to go get registered. There are people Mm -hmm. voting now, absentee ballots, you know, early voting. It's a, it's happening as we're speaking. Yes. And uh, it's important for people to know that and remember that, or, or just keep putting it in, in front of mind. Um, It's not, one, you don't operate as a silo, uh, even though you just have the one vote. And, you know, asking, asking your neighbors, your friends, your family members, not what they're voting for, but just to be out. And that it is, um, you may not think of voting as a spiritual practice, but it's 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 a way to put, you know, put voice to, to what you believe in. Um, and I don't, I'm, you know, more and more as I as time goes on, I'm I'm always much more. It has nothing. It not nothing. It oftentimes isn't about a party as much as it is. What's the person stand for?
0: Yeah. What is? What's the policy? <laughs> what, yeah. what, what are the policies that are gonna come as a result of who is in the majority? Uh, holds the majority of seats. And, and yes, and
1: I, where where can I stand up? And and make a statement, f- you know, for yeah. compassion, for humanity, for humane treatment, for um, yes. you know, th- and that's what makes it really, you know, I don't think I like how you said that, you know, voting is spiritual practice. I'm sure most people don't think that way, and I would love to see more spiritual leaders in their faith communities. Talk about it that way,
0: but they can't, they're going to risk their, they're going to risk their nonprofit status.
1: No, but they won't. Not by <laughs> I, just saying go vote,
0: listen, um, but that's trust the, me.
1: that's the, the Easy way out.
0: I know that's, that's the bypass. That's, yes, that's the bypass. it is. Um, um,
1: rather than, than, you know, encouraging people and, and, um,
0: and listen, many, uh, um, I, I just a little bit um, many, many uh, spiritual leaders do encourage their people to go and vote. Um, there are many spiritual communities who even have, you know, Hey, let's go help get you to the polls. Um, yeah. Remember in, 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 in Georgia, there was a whole thing around uh, moving voting um, uh, from, from Sundays because churches used to, you know, pull the old folk in the bus and take them down to the polls. So we're, yep. so they're like, Nope, we gotta get rid of that. So, so, so there are many communities who do that. I think what I think what um, they could probably be a little bit more of is is what we're talking about here, tying in the vote in and who you vote for to your faith and and is your are your votes align in with your faith? I can pretty much tell you that the conservatives have no hesitation in doing that for the most part. Yeah um i don't know that we see that a lot from from progressives we definitely don't see that a lot in you thought uh communities um and they could be they could stand to be a little bit more of that yep oh sure um so uh yeah let's talk about Puerto Rico uh 5 years ago when maria hit there was another president and the other president and now um um here we are and Um, well yeah
1: they've never you know so um fiona hits and you know again wipes everything out what little had been rebuilt um and uh when you and biden has just recently so there was these um uh 1.3 billion dollars that had been set aside after hurricane maria in 2017 and um uh, and uh, so Biden freed that up and apparently there's another 4.9 billion mm-hmm. um, but um, that never made it to Puerto Rico um, yep. even though it was set aside and but um,
0: well, the 4.9 the 4.9 is is new that original yes. 1.3 yes was yeah. part of the original post Maria package that still hadn't got there because because you know, very slow in in disbursing the funds, um, and and yeah, and 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 not a they were still they were still rebelling, still so impacted by Maria, and now there were
1: still there were still people without electricity from Maria.
0: I know, yeah. I know. So, without but I
1: I wanted to I I know. So one reason I wanted to talk about it is because it it does get lost in other things like Queen Elizabeth's death. You know, there's this. Um, and so, and this is going on, but there's not much in the news. You know, it's getting preempted yeah. um, by all the the you know the funeral and the procession and the gatherings and everything around around Queen Elizabeth's death. And I, uh, um, which is a, a different story, but I I wanted to it, it really struck me just how um, how much it's pointing to. Um, You know, like active colonialization in the moment. Yeah. Uh, When when you look at so. So the so the reason a lot of money never made it there was Trump, you know, not surprisingly, his administration, they were reluctant to send money because um, they didn't think that the island could properly spend such huge amounts of money.
0: <laughs> like, oh my god. Uh, you know. So uh I, I just saw the stat here. According to federal data, less than one percent of the 20 billion in aid for Puerto Rico since Maria has been spent. Less yes. than one percent.
1: Well that's one reason is we don't think you'll you know how to use it. Like you yeah. Ugh. And then yeah. the other was um that Trump believed that Puerto Rico was one of the most corrupt places, you know um Pop calling the, kettle know, in the black? country. What? Yeah, I know, I know. Hello, Kettle. This is pot. You're black. Exactly. Um, exactly. It, yeah. So so money didn't go there. Um that was that was another big reason. Those those are two, there were several reasons. Those are the two big ones. And it's and it stayed that way. And and while Biden has freed up some mm-hmm. what's um just the fact that it got um even got preempted on the news is just sort of actively propping up, you know, the the you know uh, us, the U.S. as the colonizer.
0: Yes. Um, yes. And 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 it it's it's you know less less you think we exaggerate with colonizer in terms of Puerto Rico. Again, remember Puerto Rico is one of those territories yep. which is counted as a state, and I think pretty much the only thing they can vote on is the presidential election. They have no representatives in like like Washington D.C. No representatives in House or in or in the Senate. Um, they kind of really don't have um, um, political um, um, ownership of themselves, right? As as a, like most states do. Um, um, and it's uh yeah, and it's interesting. That the places that are like that: Washington D.C., Puerto Rico, um, some of the territories in the Pacific, um, what do they all have in common? They're all pretty much brown folk. Yep. So, I mean, I'm not saying coincidence and correlation is causation, but, you know, anyways.
1: Well, yes, so so companies got, um, uh, corporations got uh, tax benefits by um, operating on the island, and so, um, and it, it, but not, so yeah, we'll give you a tax benefit if you set up shop on Puerto Rico, um, and yet, but we're not going to support infrastructure to right. actually, to actually, you know, have, um, like rebuild some business. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So you could build something and not just more, you know, sweatshops and child yeah. labor, you know, and slavery. Um, exactly. So, so. I just wanted to bring attention to it again. And also, um, you know, that the what a lot of people don't realize as well is that even within FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Association, you know, that mm-hmm. when there's a disaster, FEMA comes in, yeah. um, they it's that's a new thing. So the fact that that FEMA went, you know, responded here was was kind of a newish thing, Um and they have been criticized in the past, and everybody thinks about FEMA as this, oh, thank God, FEMA's here. And what people don't realize is that even, because I work inside the FEMA system in disaster, and I actually, two weeks ago, (laughs) I got into a a quasi yelling match with one of the leaders um, around, could we do gender identification of our names on Zoom? put your pronouns? Um, And I I, actually got, he got really angry at me and um, got angry at me when I pointed out that one of the people in this workshop we were doing online said that more disasters would be coming because the Bible tells us more disasters are coming. And I'm like, okay, really? (laughs) And, and so my point is, is just that I just wanted to bring it forward, frankly, because it is a disaster. And even the systems that are coming to help, you know, like we were talking about the police, like, is there some good in there? Yes. And it's a system that needs, you know.
0: Well, I mean, you know, thanks to climate change, the Bible wasn't wrong. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, there is that yep
0: you know you know as, yeah. you know why you know the why behind why more disasters are coming you know yes we'll we'll disagree on that but but big picture both right yeah
1: <laughs> so it's <sighs> you know that though funny not i funny. just i get i know hashtag funny not funny i i just wanted to bring it up because uh, people i think hear fema and yeah. think oh okay great everything's gonna be good and and yes, things can change and people will be helped. And, you know, there's survival, you know, that's people need, you know, the basic survival needs and don't, don't, you know, I'm sort of like, don't be fooled necessarily or yeah. don't. It's not always it, FEMA needs overhauling. FEMA <laughs> is a is a patriarchal system. I get Indeed. yelled at. <laughs> um, well, you know, I'm, you always. I'm pushing I'm pushing for for, you know.
0: You hey, always spoken in little... the bear, anyways. So,
1: I know, but when when a leader talks about uses, I'm like, okay, <laughs> you say you want inclusivity, you say you want, you know, no, no, it's not patriarchal and et cetera. And yet, when I point to it, you get up, you, you yell at me. I know. Um, but I I want to encourage people, and this is um um. You, in terms of helping Puerto Rico is paying attention to it and talking about it and and um it's part of coming back to our voting right mm-hmm. learn the history that that yes there's Puerto Rico but it's a it's a territory and they are we have colonized them and we have yes you're allowed to do this little thing and this little thing but that's it yeah. and maybe we'll help you
0: yeah yeah um so hopefully it will go better this time um, hopefully, and hopefully, because more funds have been freed up, um, we can get things moving faster um, before the next hurricane rolls through, and there will be there will be others. Whether- well, I,
1: I want I, you know I just want people to really part of it is wanting people to really understand the um, the history of the U.S. and Puerto Rico. Like, yes. I, I don't know that people really fully understand where go
0: google it people go google it yes how it came
1: about <laughs> and
0: um yeah yeah and while you're it's at it it's not just well while you're at it look up the history of the u.s and hawaii as well u.s yes. u.s shady 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 history with uh island territories Oof. um yeah um speaking of biden um bless his heart he got on he got on um was it 60 Minutes or some other, some other yes, news thing? Yes, 60 Minutes. And declared that the pandemic, pandemic was over. over. He says, uh. if you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. Tell that to the just over 400 people who die every day.
1: Every day, every day, Still, I
0: know. Every day from... Covid. I was supposed to be in Chicago this week to see a mutual friends of ours, a friend of ours doing a doing a musical, and it got shut down for the weekend. Why? Covid. Even the cast got covid and had to shut it down. So, um, no, covid is not over. Is it the same experience that we're having back as in back in 2020 and the heyday of of the omicron? No. But let's let's not exaggerate um about about that um because it's it's you know immune immunocompromised folks are still not doing well elderly folks it's not over for them with the beginning systems uh folks who are you know fighting cancer and chemo it's it's not over it's not over for them um you know it's and and not to mention you know god bless them the unvaccinated you know they're 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 still six times likely to uh, die um, if they catch COVID yeah. right now. So so no, it is not over for a lot of people. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I voted for Biden. If he runs again, I'll vote for him again. But you gotta stop saying stuff like this, man. It's not.
1: No, and I it's yeah, it's that it, that it's endemic. Right. So it's the pandemic part, but it's endemic, meaning we we are going to always live with it. Yeah. And I don't even think it's...
0: we're there yet. Are we there
1: yet? I don't think we're there. Well, yet. Well, <laughs> some of the some 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 scientists say, but I'm I'm with you if we're still 400 people a day. They um...
0: this is like this is like twice as much as as uh as when there's like a bad flu case right um in a typically bad flu season that's more than twice as many the daily deaths so it's not not over right no
1: and by him saying it he he carries so much weight like it just right and And reading into it and oh okay don't need a mask like they just make shit up what it means
0: and and to 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 give an indication of how dangerous it was i mean like the white house the following days are trying to walk it back and now they're trying to, at the same time, convince people, oh, go get the new booster um, that 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 we've created to fight these variants. I got mine um, Wednesday, by the way. My my arm is still a little bit sore at the uh, injection mm-hmm. site, um, but I am I am boosted up, and I I got the I now have the trifecta cocktail, right? Yeah. my My original my original shot was Johnson. My first booster was Moderna, and now this booster is Pfizer. So there you go yeah yeah the triple cocktail what could possibly go wrong? Well, could possibly go wrong. um so let's wrap up with this interesting headline that i found um and it might had to do with the fact that i was kind of hungry when i came across <laughs> it um you know, there's always this narrative from one particular party that's like, you know, um, the 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 black and brown people are coming to take your jobs. We had a, you know, yeah. we talked about this before, and uh, uh, with Ron DeSantis and this whole stupid stunt of shipping immigrants around, and Texas doing it too. And I always remind people, no, it is not black and brown folk come and take your job it is the robots it is technology and we're seeing this now because of uh, the newest uh, technology robot arms that will um, dip your fries in the oil they're gonna make you. you french fries flippy sippy and chippy
1: yep flippy or the robot
0: flippy the robot Sippy, the robot and Chippy, the robot are making your fries and making your shakes, um, and it's 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 gaining it's gaining some traction. Um, so um, at some places like Jack in the Box, I think uh, Chipotle is ready to put one in to, to make your make your tortilla shells um, or your tortilla chips. Um, it's um, so this thing costs. Uh, Flippy the Robot costs $50 million to develop and it costs, for example, a jack-in-the-box um, fast food joint out west. $5,000 for installation and $3,500 per month for rental. <laughs> right? That's a lot of money. However, um, what are the advantages in having a robot? Um, well, one, it's they, they claim it's, it's a safety issue, right? Because if you've never worked in a restaurant or a fast food place, that that hot oil sometimes be getting on you when you're dipping the fries. Yep. Um, but um, a robot arm won't take breaks. Um, it won't nope. slack off when the boss isn't looking. Won't nope. have a sick day. Because, nope. you know, if it breaks, you call the IT guy and they come and fix it. Um, won't need health insurance. Definitely won't try to unionize and
1: nope don't need a don't need to put into a 401k for it nothing
0: nothing like that so as this is taken off now restaurants are going like huh. let's do some math here will we save more in the long run if we can get faster if we can get our food made a um i wouldn't say necessarily faster because i cook them the same amount of time but you get more um and um and over time, the the cost of this technology will, of course, go down. So it'll be cheaper in the long run. Um, but and... right now, this this jack in the box
1: it's going to pay thirty five hundred
0: dollars a month. So you'll pay this
1: machine forty two thousand dollars a year yep. to make your fries, but you yep. won't pay, um, you know, yep. real people. Yep. Um, and I, I the flip side is that there's a a, a massive shortage of right. um, of labor for who... these jobs.
0: There are people because people decided no, I don't want to risk being burned by hot oil for for, yeah. for next to nothing. Um, so I'm worth more than that. So what's the solution? Well, not only will we replace you, <laughs> I mean, we're just not going to replace you with with another human who won't do the job. We're going to replace you with a robot that won't complain. So yeah. this is kind of where we are heading. Um, and I don't know, I don't know what our response to this. is. Um, gets to be I'm really you know um, the as we I remember I'm, I'm remembering my conversation um, that we had with Nell last week about, mm-hmm. about unions and collective bargaining and going like you know I walk into a supermarket and I refuse to use the uh, the self-checkout um, place I go I go stand in line and wait for a human or a real human being um, this is this is me in my own personal protest saying I will I will not condone the robotics uh, advance at ad, advancement. And at the same time, it's like, you know, really, what good is my one doing? Um, and then I, uh, I forgot to put this in the in the pile of articles. I think I remember reading an article about a grocery store where there were people, um, yes, so objecting. There was like lines 12, 15 people long for real cashiers and no one was at the self-checkout uh-huh. place. And I think there, there needs to be more of that because uh, if we keep using the automated checkout, um, if we keep, you know, frequenting places that have the robot fryers, then, yeah. you know, it, it, the, the, the companies are going like, okay, yeah, this, this works. But if it realized, if they're spending money to put in the robots and no one's using the robots, or you're staying away from the places that use the robots this is this is the collective power that we have um so yeah it's a it's a whole thing
1: yeah it's a yeah and there's a um i don't know especially with the, in the fast food places because so many of them are just their own little franchise.
0: Um, yes, exactly. And there's there's you know, there's that. And there's so there's the,
1: the money for if you can find the labor or the money for the robot. Um they I do know places that they've cut the hours that they're open, yeah. they've changed menus, they've, you know, made a lot of accommodations for the, you know, the the great resignation. And I, I don't know how, you know, so where do you go? How do you stay in business?
0: Right. I don't know i know either but you know uh they noticed that uh and i'm torn because they, they they did say that you know one of the biggest bottle legs bottlenecks bottlenecks not legs bottlenecks <laughs> the wrong body part bottlenecks that you have at fast food places is the fry station right yeah. so you know i ain't mad if i'm gonna get my fries on time and they're good but still i'm yeah. still like come on this is so so when you know um when you have folks um perpetuating that narrative that uh yeah yeah the uh, the immigrants are come and take your jobs no no i was case and this is true for um so many places in manufacturing uh, auto assembly places right. have had robots for years now um yeah. and again human beings are still needed but less humans are needed um and yeah and it's, it's shifting the idea of okay then you know, go train the humans. Let's go get training in, you know, IT so we can be the one who fix and programs the robots. Well, you don't need as many people to do that uh, right. for one. And not everyone has the resources and the ability to do that either. Right. Um, so it's I a whole, know. it's a whole, it's a whole situation. Um, want to end on a brief up note, up note, high note. Um, which is to say that Malcolm X has become the first black honoree in the Nebraska hall of fame. Is that a high, you know?
1: <laughs> are you dissing on Nebraska?
0: I mean, have they not been black people in Nebraska before <laughs> they needed, you know what I'm saying? It's like,
1: Oh uh, um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, rejected uh, 15 years ago as being too controversial, um, but now he's the first black honoree. So, congratulations! Um, he's clearly not alive to, to accept this great honorific. But
1: well, and and so so, okay. Well, never mind. I won't say it. It
0: no, was I a really vote of done. four
1: to three. A vote of four to three. So. <laughs> just made it in
0: just here
1: it it is 2022 just made it. first black honoree to be inducted and it's a four to three vote
0: well i think that tells you all that you need to know about nebraska no no offense any your nebraska listeners but just saying oh my god sometimes sometimes this world man sometimes this world that's all i gotta say about that sometimes I swirl yeah. all right um that's that's it for the headlines um this week uh please please again remember bring bring stuff to our attention if you think you'd like us to talk about it um find more at project more opportunities more inv- invitations of things to do and as always support us by spreading the word of this podcast we got two episodes that come out a week we're in all your podcast platforms, and if you want to have happen to have that one friend who does not know how to find a podcast, they can go to the website withloveandjusticeforall.podbean.com and listen on the internet on their computer. Um, and you can support us with your donation at projectangless.com slash donate So until next time. Till
1: then, get our holy off.